take a moment to peek into the lives of inspirational people living the true definition of happiness with author, presenter, personal stylist, and coach Moana Robinson, who chats to people who have overcome challenges to live their best life. Moana is a passion and purpose coach and personal stylist who empowers others to discover their best life and style, regardless of age. She is also the author of multiple books, including Amazon number one bestseller, Be Style for Life, Living with Sass and Style Over 50, and also Teddy's Revenge, Overcoming Life's Challenges with Sass and Style. Here is Moana. Hi everyone, it's Moana Robinson here with another Take a Moment interview with my friend Julie Fisher, who is an amazing woman. I met Julie quite a few years ago when we had written our first books. Julie went to a book retreat, which was I think in the May of the same year that I went to a book retreat. Mm -hmm. And she now works as a publications assistant at 48 Hour Author. Julie has written three books, and I will leave you to Julie to do her um, introduction about some other amazing things that she's done. Thank you, Moana. It's great to um, be here today and talk with you. Um, so, yeah, as Moana said, uh, my name is Julie Fisher. I'm a mum of three boys, and my youngest son, Darcy, lives with Down syndrome. And in May 2019, I realised a dream that I'd had for quite some time, since high school, actually, of writing a book. Um, and the first book is called The Unexpected Journey, Embracing the Beauty of Disability. Um, and I, I, look, I, to be honest, initially, I just needed to tick off that um, bucket list item um, and feel really fulfilled about achieving a dream. But as, as the journey unfolded with that first book and it became published, I started receiving lots of amazing comments from other families in the disability community um, as they were reading it of how beneficial it was to them and what they were learning from it. And then from the wider public who didn't have anything to do with disability, how much they really loved getting a sneak peek into our world and learning a little bit more about what we do with Darcy. And that started to um, ignite a passion to do more. So I started, you know, just little bits and pieces of speaking and, and you know, I, I got the opportunity to work with Carers Victoria, which was amazing, doing the Truly Incredible Care campaign with Darcy. Um, and then not long after that, COVID-19 hit and we all got locked down. So um, there was a burn to start writing another book because uh, I had a, a very important message I wanted to share with the world and that was about inclusion and acceptance. So the second book, The Magic of Inclusion, was written during COVID. And as you can see, there's my boy on the front there looking very proud. Yeah. Um, in that book, I share more of our journey, but I, I also share the importance um, of inclusion and acceptance and how simple it is and mainly for us I saw a real gap when we go out and about in the community so I just I want the community to be better and I want the world to be a better place for him I don't want him to have to worry about judgment from others so that's what that book um, was about and at the end of that book I actually interviewed five of my friends um, and they talked about how how important it was to them as well and so once that book got out and about I started getting asked to speak more um, and support families and then the third book started started coming to life and that uh, is the from the hearts of mums so during COVID I was fortunate enough to 
um, connect with a lot of other mums around the world and interstate. And I thought, wouldn't it be great to put a, a book together of different stories from around the world just so that people can get a further insight into the world of Down syndrome and um, and just see how different it is around the world. So that's um, that's the most recent one. And we had our book launch on the 1st of April. Um, and I actually did an online launch with my overseas mums on Monday, yesterday morning. So that was really exciting. And um, yeah, and so and since the books have come out, I've been very fortunate to do some work with some other service providers in the disability community, including carers, uh, Down Syndrome Victoria, uh, and, and a few other groups. And I'm starting to do more and more speaking on a larger platform about raising awareness for inclusion and acceptance, which I'm loving. Um, I've done a TEDx talk as well. And um, I now also host a local radio um, program um, with RPPFM on the Mornington Peninsula. And I um, interview service and support providers just as another way for the community to learn about what's out there and how they can access it the best way. Um, and then last year, and yes, I know it sounds like lots, but it's all sort of developed slowly over the last four years. It's all come together. Last year, I hosted my first local disability expo because I saw a gap um, for families that were really struggling to find supports and weren't accessing the larger expos in the city for, for lots of various reasons. So I thought, wouldn't it be great to have a smaller expo locally? So I did my first one last year and it was extremely successful. So I'm doing that again this year as well. Um, yeah. Wow. So how many how many exhibitors did you have? Last year we had 28 um, and we only, because it was a pilot, because it was the first one, we just had it at our local community hall, but it wasn't big enough. It um, We could fit everybody in, but the aisles were quite small. And so this year we're having it at a local primary school. And we've got a much larger area and different areas where I can set up like a sensory area this time. Um, and yeah, it's just going to be, it's going to be better. It's a little bigger. We've got 50 stall holders this time, but that's where I'm going to cap it. I don't want it to ever get any bigger than that because I want people to feel safe and I don't want them to feel overwhelmed when they come in with too much information um, because sometimes that can happen as well. Yeah. And, and is this for people like all sorts of disabil disabilities? Yes, yes, all, all disabilities, so, yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh, I'm not sure if you saw it, but I interviewed Lisa Cox. Who's... Oh, I haven't seen it yet, no. Yeah, yeah, oh, you have to watch that one. That one's really good too, so I have to connect you two together. Um, and your life has changed so much. Would you say it has changed from writing that first book? Oh, yes, <laughs> yes, extremely. Um, so I was working at our local um, pub because when we actually received a prenatal diagnosis with Darcy of, of the Down syndrome, so I'd made the decision that I wouldn't be able to go back to full-time, like nine-to-five work, which is what I'd been doing um, because I knew that he'd require some appointments and, um, you know, like early intervention and things like that. So I was introduced into the world of hospitality by a friend. So I worked in hospitality for 14 years. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I was, I think it was, yeah, probably 12 years when I wrote the first book. And then, um, yeah, just things changed. And Natasha Denman offered me a job um, with the Ultimate 48-Hour Author because during COVID they became very busy and I accepted that, so I now work for her and I assist other first-time authors, which is amazing. I love all the diversity in the books that we have and the people that we work with. Um, I no longer work at the pub. I um, left the pub not long after they reopened when 
the world opened it back up again. Um, so I work from home um, doing, doing that. And I also have lots of time to do my own things as well with the public speaking, with writing more books. I love to write. It's a little bit of my self-care. So that's why I've sort of pumped out three books in four years because it's, yeah, it's, it's, I just really enjoy it. It relaxes me and yeah, it's lovely. And the third book was such an interesting process of putting together because it was very different to the first two. Mm, so. I love the cover of the, the third book. I love the cover of the other two as well, but it's. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful, pretty. isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. She did a beautiful job. And she actually has a son uh, with Down syndrome too. And I met her via the Celebrate T21 community. Um, Alexis Schnittgas is her name. And uh, she very kindly agreed to do that beautiful cover for me. So just what would you say has been your biggest challenge, uh, I suppose, in your life? My biggest challenge? Yeah. Overcoming probably my own self-belief at times, that, that's a really big one to push through. Um, and with Darcy, it, it's probably the other one, and that's other people, like trying to work out how we can um, push through the judgment because it does happen mm-hmm. um, so that we can enjoy our day and so it doesn't affect us because early, early years um, I did let it affect us. I got angry about it and it, it wasn't nice. It ruined our whole day. We didn't enjoy the day out and I would come home and I would hold on to it for such a long time. And I thought you know, as he got older and he started becoming more aware of it, I thought I have to protect him from it. Um, so I started smiling at people that were sort of staring and pointing at him and I found that a really great way for me to push through that that barrier and, yeah. and for him as well and... I also discovered that most people would smile back. So they actually weren't looking at him in a negative way. But I think because he's got a visible disability, I just immediately assumed that they were looking at him negatively. So it's been quite a good learning process for me and for others as well. The people that are judging him will normally just turn away and in in embarrassment because I've caught them. Um, yeah so I try look sometimes it's not so easy there are still days where I really struggle with it because I just don't understand it Um, because they don't know us they don't have anything to do with us and I don't understand why they think it's okay to judge him just because they think he's a little bit different you know we're all different really that's really good awareness though to to smile at them and then to realize that maybe they were just just looking and just yeah like they might look at anyone else that's right. I mean, I, I love looking at people. I find people fascinating. And because of Darcy, it's taught me to then, if I'm looking at someone and I get caught looking at them, I either give them a compliment because sometimes I'm looking at them because of something lovely they're wearing or yeah. or something, or I'll just smile at them, you know, to let them know that I'm not staring at them in a bad way. I'm just sort of looking. Um, so he's taught, he's taught me a lot of things like that. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I've been caught out looking at someone before and, and I've been talking to my husband and saying it's been because that person looked like someone else that we know and we've just talked about it, but you realise that sometimes people can sense that you're talking about them. Mm-hmm. So I've actually said to the person, oh, I'm sorry for looking and staring, but you look like a friend, and, you know, and she said, oh, she must be a very nice person. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I do that too now because sometimes you do think it's somebody that you know and... Yeah. You know, I think being like that, um, it, it's good for everyone. It teaches them that, oh, yeah, you know, they, they're just a friendly person just looking. 
Um, mm. Yeah, quite often it's it's because I'm, I like something that they're wearing, and yep. or, or I think, wow, that color looks really pretty on that lady, and and I always say so now. And Darcy's taught me to be like that. So yeah. you've learned a lot from Darcy, haven't you? He's got such a great personality. He has. He has. He's he's taught me to. You know, I think I think we all think that we don't mind what people think, or um, but I think we do. I think we do deep down inside. So when we go yeah. out, we don't do certain things because we think our oh, people will look at us and think we're we're strange. But he's taught me to really embrace every moment and enjoy it because you know it's so so important to do that. So whenever we go out, like uh, you know, we we go to lots of things. We go to theatre. We go to concerts he does bowling I mean he does every he does basketball and everywhere we go because he enjoys it so much and he he does that physically like if we're at a at a theatre production or a concert he he really does that physically and every single time people will say what an amazing young man I wish I had the confidence to do that you know and we actually recently went and saw Harry Potter the the stage show and that's got no music in it or anything so I didn't know how he'd quite go with that but he got right into the magic and he was you know being a magician as well and the lady behind us actually tapped him on the shoulder and spoke to him and told him that she loved how much he enjoyed it and um she, she then looked at me and said what, what an amazing young man you've got there you know to not worry about what others think and I love that about him you know I think yeah. it's wonderful quality to have yeah, and he's such a good-looking guy too. <laughs> we think so, but we're a little yeah. biased, I think. Yeah, he is. He is. And um, I, I just love the way that you've made the most out of, you know, the curveballs that life has thrown at you and you're just such a positive, positive person. Is there any advice that you'd give to someone, um, possibly something from your book that would be in the, has been in the same situation as you? I, th I think, like... So with yeah, when you receive a diagnosis, it can be very it can be very negative, I guess, because there's lots of all of a sudden, you know, you think you're going down this road with a with a child, and then all of a sudden you veer off to this other road that you know nothing about. Like you're going, you're traveling down there and it just looks like a blur. And then a lot of what you're hearing is quite negative. You know, people say, Oh, I'm so sorry. The doctors say a lot of negative things and stuff like that as well. My my um I would love people to get in touch with some even online support in whatever disability it is they've been diagnosed with and and start talking to other parents, um, start listening to them because, look, yes, it, it can be tough. Um, yes, sometimes you really struggle to find support, but the community of, of mums and, and, other, and the families that you become involved with are just amazing and I, I know with the down syndrome community there's some amazing support groups out there celebrate t21 is one she um she sends out a beautiful gift pack with one of my books in it with the beautiful book that she creates and she also puts people in touch with other families in their area australia wide so um, I recommend that you do that because I think it's important to see that even with a disability they are still people and they're parts of our family um yeah. And look, I've got two older kids and raising kids is tough on its own. So it's not just because they've got a disability. With Darcy, yes, I've had much more appointments and things like that with doctors. But I think if you just trust your gut, ask the questions and just enjoy, you know, like just really enjoy their personalities because they're quite amazing people. They really, really are. 
Oh, that's wonderful. And I always I try to ask sometimes, um, is there anything in particular that you're looking forward to? For Darcy, I'm scared of him finishing school yeah. <laughs> um, for a couple of reasons because he's my last baby at school um, and I have to help him navigate what happens after school. So we're starting to think about that already, even yeah. though it's the end of next year. Um, I'm looking forward to doing um, more with him and mm -hmm. seeing how he grows um, into a, a young man and, and starts choosing the things. Like I'll probably help him initially straight after school but then as he grows and he learns I'm looking forward to him having a voice and telling me what it is he'd like to do where he'd like to work or yeah. or things like that and I'm, yeah I don't want it to happen too quickly though because no. as you know our kids grow up way way fast um, yes. and yeah I'm just looking forward to seeing what's in the future for him and I'm looking forward with me for you know there's going to be more books and I'm really loving speaking um to large groups about the importance of inclusion, acceptance and sharing our story. And, you know, I love I love seeing the faces when they resonate with something that I say and I'm looking forward to doing much more of that. Um, yeah. yeah, so just growing more myself. I'm learning every day and I, I love that. I feel like a sponge at the moment because I'm learning so much all the time. <laughs> yeah, and, and we are in our wisdom years at the moment, so this is the time to keep learning and and just thriving with all the knowledge that we're getting just from life, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And you can learn so much from so many different people that we come across. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking a moment with me, Julie. It's been a pleasure talking to you again. It was lovely. Thank you, Moana. I loved it. Thank you for listening to Take a Moment with Moana Robinson. Remember to visit her website, Be Styled for Life, dot com dot au and book a time for a further conversation.